0: I'll take door number one, if you want to give it a title for this morning, I'll take door number one. I'm starting to read about verse 27, and we'll stop then at 37 to get the whole text or context. If you're listening online, welcome to Little Sandy Baptist Church, 3569 State Route 3307 in Greenup, Kentucky. If you do not have a church home of your own and you're listening, we invite you to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 and 11, Sunday evenings at 6, and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. John 11... 27, she saith unto him, Lord, yea, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, who, which should come into the world. And when she had said, so said, she went her way and called Mary, her sister, secretly, saying, The Master is come and calleth for thee. As soon as she heard that, she, Mary, arose quickly and came unto him, Jesus. Now Jesus was not yet come into the town, but was in that place where Martha met him. The Jews then, which were with her, Mary, in the house and comforted her when they saw Mary, well, that she rose up hastily and went out, followed her, saying, she goeth unto the grave to weep there. Then when Mar- Mary had was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if... Thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Stop right there as they're reading. Heavenly Father, help me this morning as I speak. May you bless the reading of your word to our hearts. May our hearts be receptive, good ground upon which the word of God may find lodging and root. We would grow through this. We thank you for up from the grave you arose, and because of that, we too, you're the first fruits of our own personal resurrection. We are so grateful. Be with those teaching downstairs. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Mm -hmm. Last time, we, if you missed it, last morning's message, last Sunday morning, the man who needed the miracle was Lazarus. The meaning of the method, he waited to get to Bethany so that he could raise Lazarus from the dead. And then the, Martha questions uh, Jesus. The master questions Martha. Sorry, Martha question, master questions Martha. And she said, I know there's a resurrection. He said in 25, by the way, these words are on the tombstone of George Washington at Mount Vernon. 25, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. I mean, can there be a greater words than that? That's what we're hoping for. When I pass from this life into the next, I am counting on the truth of that very word, that there is the resurrection of the body from the grave, and that I will live with him forever and ever. Was he four days late? Oh, absolutely not. He was exactly on time, not four days late. So this morning, we start with the, the seeking sisters in 27. We see Martha, and she said to him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ. Can you say that this morning? Do you truly believe that Jesus is the Son of God? God. Of very God. I trust that you can. Martha was the, the active one. She was the one that was always about doing things. Now, Jesus never condemned her for serving. He did say, though, there's one thing you need. One thing is needful, and you're missing that. Mary's got it. That is listening to me, worshiping me. Martha, you've missed that one thing. An old Wesley hymn says this Faithful to my Lord's commands, I still would choose the better part, serve with careful Martha's hands and loving Mary's heart. We need to have both of those. We need to be actively serving, but also with a heart for service. Do you have a heart for others? Does, does the, the plight of people reach out to you? I trust that it does. Now, why does it say there in about verse uh, 30, 31, about 30, uh, 20, I'm sorry, 28, that he says secretly, called Mary, her sister, secretly. Well, there were those around who wanted to kill Jesus, not to help him in any regard. And so perhaps secretly, that uh, there, and maybe whispering Martha talks to Mary, and Mary then leaves. And then there's not only Martha, there's the master. For the, the master is come, and he calleth for thee. Can you think of any more important meeting than uh, that? We had uh, just last week, some of the people I work with, went and met with one of our U.S. senators uh, over in, in where East Park, A, Part A. And so uh, that important meeting, yes. Nothing, though, in comparison to meeting Christ as your very own personal Lord and Savior. That's the absolute most important meeting. So there was Martha, the master, and then there's Mary in 29. As soon as she heard, she arose quickly, perhaps anxiously awaiting just as Martha had been. Remember, they had asked Jesus to come back quickly for their friend Lazarus was dead, his friend, and he didn't come, he waited Showed up later, and now we're going to see this morning the result of his waiting. What was the purpose of that? And then there are in 30 and 31 the mourners. And they followed after. Interesting, according to Jewish oral tradition, the funeral custom indicated that even a poor family had to hire now two flute pa- players, two flute players, and a professional wailing woman. When someone died, they had to hire at least two, even if you're poor, two flute players. And a professional wailing woman to mourn the dead. A large, well to do family would have a lot of wailers. Now, why would they do that? Because in that culture, the louder the wailing, the more honorable of the person who passed. So if someone was just like uh, screaming or wailing, at the, or wailing at the top of their lungs, then that would be wow, this must have been a very important person. Or there were a lot of people, women wailing at the top of their lungs, must have been a very, very important person. Do you remember the Egyptians on the night of the, of the, the Passover? When they lost all of their firstborn, we can imagine the streets were filled with people wailing, bewailing the loss of their firstborn of their homes. So we had Martha, the master, Mary, and the mourners. That's the seeking sister. Secondly, we see the sympathizing Savior in 32. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet saying to him, Lord, if... Thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. We see Mary is found three times in the Gospels. Each time she's at Jesus' feet. And Luke, she listened to his words. Here she falls down and pours out her sorrow to Jesus. And in chapter next, she cleans his feet with her hair, anoints him for burial. The only words recorded in all of the Gospels regarding this Mary are these words here in our text. Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. If, now that little word, we put a lot of things on that little word. If, if only, how broad the blame we lay on if only. If only we hadn't moved here. If only I hadn't married him or her. If only I hadn't listened to him or her. If only we had more money. If only we had this. If only we had that. If we only had the pastor's cat. No, I don't think anybody's ever said that. No one wants that cat. Either of my cats. Either one of them. If only, if only... If only you had been here. But stop for just a moment. He knows better than I. He knows better than you. Does he not? He does. Uh, This is the poem I mentioned earlier. Until I learned to trust, I never learned to pray. I did not learn to trust, fully trust, till sorrows came my way. Until I felt my weakness, his strength, I never knew nor dreamed till I was stricken that he could see me through. Who deepest drinks of sorrow drinks deepest too of grace. He sends the storm so he himself can be our hiding place. His heart that seeks our highest good knows well when things annoy. We would not long for heaven if earth held only joy. We would not long for heaven. If earth held only Jordan, now that's not true, exactly true in all Guard, but I can tell you, there's a lot of truth to that. We, by the way, we get too, too rooted down in this world. We want to stay here. I tell you, one minute in heaven, we'd be saying, why did I ever want to stay down on that earth as it is now? Listen to that fast-talking preacher with the bald head. Why would I even want to stay down there when I can hear it from Paul and Peter and all those other things, other ones up there already? The sympathizing Savior, we see worship. We also see weeping in 33 when Jesus, therefore, saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came to her with her. Now, the weeping there means to mourn, to lament, to weep audibly, to cry as a child. All around him, Jesus could see the almost passionate expression of the mourners. Now, somewhere, therefore, nefarious reasons. There were some there who just wanted to see what was going on. There were some who probably knew that they were friends with Jesus and hoping to track him somehow. There were some probably who were hired to be there just to be mournful, etc., there were some in it for what's happening, it draws a crowd. I remember when we were in New Jersey and living in New Jersey, the traffic is really different than it is here on Alcorn Road or, or this Whetstone Road. In New Jersey, you've got to be ready to put the get foot on the gas and go. And when there's even a slight accident, this side will start going real slow, real slow because we call it rubbernecking. And they want to see what happened. It happens even here in Greenup County, but there's not near as many cars and they're not going near as fast. And so if, but that's, that's And so, there were some likely for that as well. What's going on here? And by the way, Jesus has come 33 years earlier, come from a home that had joy and happiness. Heaven is home. And he's come here to earth to humble himself that not to die for us, that we might have life. Oh, amazing love, how can it be that, thou shouldst die for me now the jews again they were not reserved in their expressions of sorrow and grief the louder you were the more important the person was he groaned in the spirit that word interestingly enough uh means to snort in anger sort of like a horse to speak sternly to someone to be deeply agitated he is groaning here because perhaps different reasons perhaps the The fact of death, the death has caused so much sorrow. Perhaps the fact that those who were there, some of them for not for the right reasons, and they were not trusting in Him. I am the resurrection and the life. He has just said that a few verses earlier, and yet even Martha, Lord, He stinks. He's been dead four days. Martha, did you not? Were you not listening earlier? I am the resurrection. I think very perhaps since Mary does not ever calls alarm when he wants to roll the stone back, perhaps she had an inkling. Did she not have an inkling of the cross when she anoints him for burial in chapter twelve? Mary, how does she, how does that happen? I tell you how it happens. She knows what's going on with God because she has been in his. She's listened to God's word. You want to know what God wants for your life? You have got to be in God's word. No doubt about it. You must do it. He's not sending messages through the grapevine or through any other way. Uh, he's not seeing arrows every morning. An arrow flies into your. This is what you're supposed to read. This it's already here. It's in your lap. I trust. If, it, if you've not read the Bible every day this week, you need to straight. You need to get that changed. Mm-hmm. Oh, Pastor, you said that three weeks in a row. Yes, I'm probably going to keep saying it for a while. It's for your own good. You want to enjoy the Christian walk, you must live in obedience to God. I tell you, there's nothing more contrary than a Christian who's out of fellowship with God. Er, They're M-I-S-E-R-A-B-L-E. I I asked the one old cat today, he's sitting on the bed, I was putting on my socks, I said, are you a happy cat? And he gave me this grumpy old look like that. I said, "I, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. And I've met Christians Who, and also, are are you a happy Christian? What do I look like? Okay. (laughs) I've never done that exactly per se, but I would like to maybe do that sometime. Of course, they oh, yes, I'm happy. Yes, right. Well, tell your face that you're happy. (laughs) Uh, The way you're acting is sure not like that. So Christ is agitated, uh, perhaps even at death itself, for the sorrow See, Christ is one who concerned about us. He loves us. Interesting, uh, John Calvin says he doesn't come as an idle spectator to the grave, but as a wrestler. He's going to defeat the power of the grave, the power of death. And we must say a hearty amen to that because that he has the he's the champion over death. All-time undefeated champion. I think there's a song like that. I'm pretty sure there is a song like that. Pretty, pretty good job, I have to admit. He's, a, he's the all-time undefeated champion. That's because he's the Christ. What a beautiful tender moment this is. You want to know, was the Son of God 100% man? Yes. Jesus wept. Now, we have always, I've, I've memorized the verse. I've got a verse memorized. John eleven thirty five. 35, Jesus wept. But that little two-word, I, I, it might just even be one in the original, I'm not sure, but it's a it's, that is a profound... Someone said it's the shortest yet deepest verse in the New Testament. Jesus wept. What does that tell us? Ladies and gentlemen, it tells us that He was acquainted with our sorrows and griefs. He cares about you. Some of you are going through traumatic things right now. We know we are. He cares. He's going to the tomb. Well, so is everybody else. We're all going to a tomb. Eventually, the Lord tarries is coming, and we're not alive at the rapture. We're all going to go there. He's on the way to the tomb. They're on the way to the tomb, and they're going because of their sins, and he's going because of their sins. He's going to his tomb because of your sin and my sin. He died that we might have life everlasting. He has done that for us. He who no, no, knew no sin was made sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. That's the greatest exchange ever. Next Sunday, the exchange is going to be expediency for eternity. It's expedient that one die for all of us. Caiaphas, right, tongue in cheek. It's expedient that one die for us and not all the nation die. So yes, we want to kill Jesus. Expediency for eternity. I trust you've not done that. Time. It's interesting In his book, The Life and Times of Jesus Messiah, one of the most uh, respected accounts of Christ's life, uh, let's let's go read it. It's been observed that by the side of every humiliation connected with the humanity of the Messiah, the glory of his divinity was also made to shine forth. The coincidences are manifestly undesigned on the part of the gospel writers and hence all the more striking. Now, listen to the comparisons. Thus, if he was born of a humble maiden of Nazareth in Nazareth, an angel announced his birth, or in Bethlehem, raised in Nazareth, an angel announced his birth. If the infant Savior was cradled in a manger, the shining host of heaven hemmed his advent. So afterwards, if he hungered and was tempted in the wilderness, angels ministered unto him even as angels strengthened him in the agony of the garden. If he submitted to baptism, the voice and vision from heaven attested to, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. If enemies threatened, he could miraculously go through their midst. If the Jews assailed, the voice of God was to glorify him. If he's nailed to the cross, the sun dims its light and the earthquakes. If he's laid in the tomb, angels watch over him and herald his rising. Now that is our Savior. You see his humanity falling right on the cusp is his deity. He was 100% man, 100% God. This word Jesus wept as cruo," occurs only here throughout the entire New Testament as a noun later on, as a verb. I'm sorry, noun later on, but as a verb, he weeps. It's the only time this verb form is found in the entire New Testament. It's not the same of weeping of Mary. This is more of a strong crying of tears of the Son of God in Hebrews chapter 5 verse 7. His tears were not generated out of mourning since he was for Lazarus, for Lazarus is going to be raised. He was acquainted with the griefs. He knew Lazarus. Lazarus been in heaven. Now can you just imagine for a moment Lazarus? He wrote a he wrote a book called 4 Days in Heaven. It was a best scroll seller for 10 years running. Because he really had been there. I'm sorry, that's not true, necessarily. He had been, though, in heaven for four days. Oh, just a minute. Where was he? Paradise. Thank you. Caught myself on that one, didn't we? I was in paradise because he hasn't emptied that out yet after his resurrection. So he was in Abraham's bosom. Now, that would be a lot for you to study through this week. But that's where we probably put him for four days. Anyway, it's a great place. Perhaps he's weeping. And I imagine they're thinking, well, Jesus, well, he can't, he can't, couldn't he do something? That, yes, he could. He chose not to because of the deep regret. See, friends, his friends were moved. Jesus was moved. I am the resurrection and the life. Now, by the way, that takes us from just a orthodox, written down doctrine to the actual person. See, if you are sick... I want a doctor. I don't want a medical book that says, tell you how to remove your appendix with three easy steps. I don't want that. Or YouTube, a DIY, how to remove your appendix. I don't want that. If I'm sick, I'm going to a doctor. I want somebody in person. If my house has sprung seven leaks at the same time, and there's water everywhere, and the cats are looking for an ark to jump on, and water's filling the basement, I want a good plumber. I don't want a book that says, plumbing made easy, a 10-year course. I want somebody right now that can fix my problem. If you're lost, I tell you, he's here right now for you. The Savior will meet you right where you're seated. He'll meet you at the front. He'll meet you after afterwards with talking with... He'll meet you at, in, in the middle of the night if you'll call upon him. But that's what... See, when he says he is the resurrection, it's come off the page. Jesus is our resurrection. And that should... Wow! Mm, woohoo! Makes up conservative Baptists want to go, yip-hoo, like that, or something, you know, I don't know what to call it, that. I'm, not sure. I'm not much into shouting and waving my arms and things, but that should make us do it, right? should. There's the worship, the weeping, and the wonder in 37, now here comes the old, raw, 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 raw. and some of them said, could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused even this man should not have died? The argument goes something like you'll hear today, perhaps at work. This week at work. Why does an omnipotent God, if he is a good God, allow suffering, sorrow, injustice, pain, death? If he is is all-powerful, then he's not good. And if he's good, then he's not all-powerful. Otherwise, he would intervene. Mr. Christian, what are you going to say to that? You'll say, well, the Bible says that all the way back from Genesis chapter 3, you will find that man sinned, and Eve took the fruit. Adam knowingly took it, knowing he's doing wrong, and from that point on, sin came into the world. That was man's choice. God is a good God. He's allowing you right now to breathe air instead of crushing you in a moment. He took away His power from you. Your body would implode like that, and you'd be gone if He didn't, if He wasn't watching over you. So, couldn't He have done that? Yes, He could have. He could have healed Lazarus in a moment of time. Lazarus would be healed. Boom. That's all it would have taken. He could have teleported if he had wanted to. He could have teleported to Bethany. He can do whatever he wants to do. He chose to show us, even today in 2022, that he is up from the grave. He's going to raise. And because he raised, he has the power to raise Lazarus. Now, he's the only one. Boo-hoo on all those charlatan faith healers who going to try to convince you that, yes, I've healed the the people. I've healed 34 dead this year. Well, baloney on that. They're not. Now, could God do a miracle yet today? He could. He could bring someone if he wanted to do that. It's so funny that people are looking for things that outside, when they don't even know what they already have. So many people have gotten so involved with what translation or what about this. Or what, you don't even know the one you're reading now. Just when you learn all this one, then let's start with something else. I, I, other Yes, I use resources every single day of my life pretty much. But I tell you, I've not even learned this one yet. So we get so hung up on things that in time and eternity are really not going to matter. I have brothers and sisters in Christ who use other versions than ours. I understand it. And they're godly people. I understand that. We've chosen to use this one for, for unity's sake. I'll I, I I'm never. I'll never use anything else, Lord willing. But I'm not saying that other people who do are terrible. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying this is what we have chosen to use for, and you may have others at home that you use. That's your choice. But just learn what's in here. Instead of going down these these things where we divide over things that just really don't have to be divided over sometimes. Read what you already have in your hands. So finally there is, not quite finally yet, the stirring of the stone and 38, the story of the stone, 38, and Jesus, therefore, again, groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave and a stone lay upon it. Typically, that was, often happens, a cave in that era, uh, a natural cave sometimes, as mentioned in in Hebrews chapter 11 and Revelation 6. And there were some that were artificially dug out, and they would put a little cleft in, in the wall. They got just to lay the body on the wall, like right in here, put the body right in here. And they put a stone, sometimes, I guess it had to be rolled, a round sort of, they would have to make the stone because hardly any stone I've ever found conveniently was in a round shape where it gets... Rrr, rrr, rrr. And so they put it there in front of it to protect it from grave robbers. And I'm thinking, why would we want to rob a grave of someone who's been four days and it's probably the stench is terrible. Why you want to roll that stone back in the first place? Because they didn't leave anything in there. Perhaps if you were a Pharaoh mummy, yes, they did there, but this isn't Egypt and this, they're not Pharaohs. The stone, the cave. There's a stirring of the stone, roll it back. And he said, take ye away the stone. Then Martha, the sister of him that was dead in 39, said to him, Lord, by this time he stinketh. Odzo, <laughs> that's actually the way the, the, the Greek word odzo is, it's to, it's to smell. And it's pretty clear, one man says, by the, it could be either good or bad, but we pretty much know this is a bad smell. That's what he's sort of saying. Because, I mean, the guy's been dead. And you can smell it. if a rat gets in your, uh, in your, your filtration system or your, your furnace system and dies inside the ducts of your furnace. Whoo, mm, that's a, a staunch stench, isn't it? Or a, a, or a skunk gets killed and maybe for three or four days you go by that. Whoo, yeah, he's still around. He's still smelling around there. Those are the kinds of, this would be a bad smell. Interesting, the Jews did not embalm the bodies. And so, what they would do, they would wrap the bodies in layers and they put spices in there to try to cover up. It's sort of like me using the elder, to try to cover up that smell under there. Woo! So, I'm going to put some love. Oh, I still smell it. Put some more on there. Woo! And they say, I haven't washed yet. It's like my fifth day. i have not bathed for five days. So woohoo! So, I'm I mean, not just a fabricated story, by the way. Uh, that's, that's the idea. We can't embalm them, so we're going to make a smell. The good smell outweigh the bad smell. That's the idea. Taking away the stone. Well, oh, just a moment. Can I ask you why the Lord didn't go? Why did not the Lord destroy the stone in front of the cave? He will never do for us what we can do for ourselves he wants you to serve now when we come to the end of our hoarded resources and it's time for the miracle he shows up right on time but a lot of people well the lord hasn't well what are you are you busy about his business busy about his business is there a stone that he wants you to roll away? Is there some hard, unyielding attitude, someone you will not forgive, some unconfessed sin, some root of bitterness, some step of obedience he waits for you to do? Ours is to obey. His is to do the miracle. If we're not obeying, how can we claim that he's not good? Well, he's good anyway, but... See, he, 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 it's those who are walking... And we know that all things work together for them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. I think that verse is for those who are walking with God. Because if you're not walking with God, he's going to shake you and rattle, and whatever, you to rattle, roll, shake. He's going to get your attention one way or the other. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. See, Martha, he stinketh. Mary said nothing. Martha, he stinks. Lord, but, but, do you want to see a body that's four days decomposed? Martha, Martha, you said unto her 40, said n- I not the seeing, the sight, the stench, the seeing, I said not unto thee, that if thou wouldst believe, thou shouldst see the glory of God. The, the, the think back, did, did I not say, yes, I said that earlier, were you not listening well, perhaps. Uh, have you ever done that? You listen to someone, goes on and on and on. Uh, uh, what do you think? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, we're going to sell the cats. Woohoo! Uh, you know, what are we going to do? No, we need to be listening when people talk to us. And I, many is the time my wife has said to me, You're hearing. Or, or, I can't remember which one it is. I wasn't doing the right one. Hearing or listening? Wasn't, you don't know what I'm saying. Mary voiced no protest over the exhumation of a corpse, exhuming of a corpse. Perhaps she had the spiritual insight. I like again what Calvin says, the glory of God is when we know what he is. We never truly glory in him until we have utterly discarded our own glory. Whoso glories in himself, glories against God. If you think you are something, whoa, there's always someone better. It's interesting. I will find, I'm on 23 going in or out, or whatever we're doing, and I start at a traffic light, and I, there's always someone who wants to go faster than me. I don't care. I can be going. He goes, Grr. there's always, I'm going to speed. I'm, like, I'm going, I'm important too. Grr. Why is it we always have to have someone who's faster than us? Why can't you be content to just go and go? But there's always Jerome, 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 somebody who wants to do that. Why can't we just... See, it's, there's always some like this. You think I'm good at that? You think you're good at this? think you're good at this? Then Let me just show you what good looks like. Wow. It's Paderewski, the great Polish pianist who went to and was in Beethoven's place where he was playing and Beethoven's piano was there and others would go up and tink along and he said, do you want a Paderewski? Do you want to go, oh, I'm not even worthy to play the piano that Beethoven used. It's your mindset. And finally, there is the, not only the seeking sisters, sympathizing Savior, the stirring of the stone, the startling statement in closing, and there is the communion in 41. And Jesus looked up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, and I knew that thou hearest me, because, but because of many of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. The public prayer was for the sake of those gathered around, that he, they would say, Wow, he's, he's talking to the Heavenly Father as his Father. Is Jesus God? Yes, he is. The dependence upon God. What a convey, what a co- occasion it was! Can you the privilege of Jesus talking to the Heavenly Father? Can you? I love it. I want a video of this. I want to see it in Blu Ray, whatever it is. Maybe be pink. I don't know. Gold Ray by heaven, Gold Ray by then. I want to see that. The communion, and then there is the call. And when he thus spoken forty three, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth! Now, of course, he didn't have to necessarily cry with a loud voice. It was the wizards that mutter and peep and mutter and those kind of things. So clearly, Lazarus, come forth. It was the old Puritan preacher who said, if he hadn't said Lazarus, he'd emptied the cemetery. And some said, if he hadn't said Lazarus, every single believer would have come out. Come forth. Well, the, he has the power to do that, yes. He does. But it was a, it was a personal call. When he, Jesus called out to the tomb... He issued a very personal call. There's a general call. We are all called. Matter of fact, the Bible says, who have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But there's a personal call. Perhaps you're getting it right now. Perhaps you don't know Christ as Savior and the Holy Spirit's knocking on your heart and saying, listen, this pastor, although he speaks 90 miles an hour, he the truth is yet There. Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost, and I'm the lost one. I need to trust Christ as my personal Savior. He's, he, there's going to be a time when it's not your mother or your father or your sister or your brother, it's you that need to respond. It's a personal call, it also is a precise call. What to do? Come forth. Receive me as your very own personal Savior. That's God's call through the Spirit's prompting the same Spirit in the Old Testament. is the same Spirit working today. He's involved in every salvation. He's calling to you to come forth, receive Him. And but as many as they received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name, John 1.12. And it's a powerful call. What do you mean, Pastor? A powerful call It changes your life. When Jesus comes in, there should be a marked difference. It doesn't mean you're perfect all of a sudden, but it does mean the things you used to hate, you now love, and the things you now love, you used to hate. Those, it's a flip-flop. I like nothing better than to study God's word and to listen to, and listen to good theological podcast or preaching. That's that's my favorite thing. Because I know, I know the one who died for me. And that's, I want to know about more about that. Am I perfect? I am so far from perfect. Oh my goodness. And you know, you've been here long enough to know that. And yet you stayed. See, none of us are perfect. We all need God's forgiveness. We all can allow roots of bitterness to get in our lives that really just mess our lives up. And we, we can't see things because of that. It's a personal call. It's a precise call. It's a powerful call. I like what MacArthur says. In contrast to the circus-like atmosphere that marks the performances of modern faith healers, who in any case cannot raise the dead, there is no showmanship, no theatrics, and no hype. He is content, Jesus is, to let his divine power speak for itself. At his command, the king of terrors yielded up its lawful captive. The grave was robbed of its victory, and the door of death in Hades was unlocked by the one who holds the keys. Now that's a call to us. And the confession was... Many believed on him. This morning I have three doors. Actually, I have multiplicity of doors. Door number behind door number one is eternal life with Jesus Christ, the only Savior. So do you want door number one contested, or do you want to wait and see for door number two? Well, let me think. Don't it's not a not a trick question. He's the only way. You must I choose door number one, where he said of himself, He is the door. Do you know him as Savior. If you do not, would you receive him today? Let's pray together. Please, heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Heavenly Father, this morning I pray to speak to our hearts. You are the omnipotent God who is powerful enough to voice even thought alone to raise the dead. You're the only one that has that power. And Lord, just a little bit later, you're going to die yourself and then be gloriously raised by the power of the Father. And because of that, we too one day have the assurance of being raised. For you said of yourself that you are the resurrection and the life. Lord, if there be even one person this morning, listening online, listening later on, that does not know his personal Savior, may today be the day of salvation for them. And I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.